Welcome to the Marketing Mantra Podcast, brought to you by 99signals.com, a place to find top-notch content on a wide range of marketing topics, including SEO, social media marketing, content marketing, blogging, and more. Take your blog to the next level and achieve massive traffic growth by learning top blogging strategies discussed in the Marketing Mantra Podcast. And now, here is your host, Sandeep Malia. Hello, everyone. My name is Raksha. And if you remember me from the podcast on the culture series, then you know I am Sandeep's better half. And today I'm going to host this podcast. And uh, I have some interesting uh, things lined up here for all of us. So listeners, uh, today we have uh, Subramanyam Kalpati with us. So let's let's address him as Subhu. Subhu is easier. Uh, Subhu is here in Bangalore and uh, he is working as a senior director at a company called Nolscape here in Bangalore. Now, interesting thing about Subhu is he has written a book on millennials and the title of the book is The Millennials Exploring the World of the Largest Living Generation. Now, isn't this exciting because I know most of our listeners uh, belong to this uh, generation. I belong to this generation. And uh, so it's it's interesting to know how millennials think, how they work, especially for entrepreneurs, uh, because a large part of the employee base will belong to this generation, are part of this generation. So let's uh, uh, hear uh, from Subhu uh, and see how millennials, um, how we can look at, you know, managing millennials, collaborating, especially uh, when we have millennials around us, uh, how we can look at marketing. So we'll also touch upon the marketing angle here, how millennials look at marketing and what kind of tools they try and use as well. So let's now start uh, with this podcast and let's uh, hear from Subhu. So Subhu, welcome to this episode and we are so happy to have you here with us and uh, we would like to know more about you, your journey in the learning and development space and of course about the book that you have written. So yes, over to you. Thank you, Raksha. So um, let me quickly begin by telling you how it all started, uh, at least from the subject that we're talking about, which is millennials. So about six years ago is when I started researching on the subject. Um, and it's been exactly three years since I published uh, the book. So September of 2016 is when the book uh, was published. About six years ago is when I started uh, researching. And, uh, you know, the point is that there weren't enough, uh, there wasn't enough material on uh, millennials from an inside out perspective, right? So you didn't have millennials writing about millennials. Um, it was mostly outside in so that therefore there was a little bit of uh, bias coming in there. So I thought it would be interesting. Um, and this doesn't happen usually with other cohorts. So if you talk about women, for instance, as particular cohort, you have a lot of women writing about women leadership, for example, but you don't have enough millennials writing about millennials, right? So uh, there's usually this negative uh, tone attached in the popular media about this generation. So I thought, let me sort of take it up as an assignment, as a challenge. Uh, and I started writing uh, with a you know positive frame of mind about what uh, motivates millennials, uh, how millennials work, um, how do they collaborate, how do they work, uh, you know, a bunch of things uh, on the subject. And one thing led to another and I started uh, working on the book eventually, right? Um, so that's how I got started. Penguin Random House sort of picked up the book and um, uh, in 2016, it became an Amazon bestseller as well. Wonderful. So yes, we've uh, heard and read so much about millennials and uh, I think a positive tone is something that uh, your book brings here. So uh, Subhu, define millennials for us. 
so uh, there are different uh, you know definitions that are available out there uh, raksha when it comes to defining the generation and it really depends on who you ask uh, but i refer to uh, a source called the pure research center in the us a fairly credible source so um, the way that uh, this particular organization is a research center based in the us they define uh, millennials as uh, people who are born in the 1980s uh, between the 1980s and 2000s right so uh, early 2000s uh, is the sort of cut off point Uh, so between 1980s and 2000s so that uh, bucket of uh, folks who um, you know uh, are born in that gen- in that gap are called millennials uh, the other way of defining them is that people who came of age in the new millennium right so people who came of age uh, in the year 2000 onwards uh, are also called uh, millennials wonderful wonderful so definitely we all belong to this generation uh, now uh, we are talking about collaboration here subhu so uh, you know in organizations for entrepreneurs to foster the culture of collaboration especially when they have millennials in in uh, as a part of their employee base now um, uh, what do you think um, are the challenges that millennials face when it comes to collaboration okay so um, there are quite a few uh, challenges that uh, you know millennials typically face uh, and most of them have to do with uh, the fact that uh, you know the external environment might not allow you to collaborate um, so if you look at organizations traditionally right especially in a in a typical organizational setup the way that uh, you know hierarchies are structured for instance you have departments you have uh, people working in a particular kind of a setup and you are sort of boxed into uh, you know one function or the other typically right so if you're in marketing you have to work with marketing if you're in finance if you have to work with finance uh, and so on so um, what happens in that kind of an environment is that you don't have enough opportunities to collaborate first of all in the setup that you're working uh, and uh, usually you tend to work in silos so that's uh, you know so number one is the, the most important reason i would say is probably the environment that people work in uh, and this is uh, you know for no fault of millennials themselves because they uh, they happen to work in these kind of setup so opportunities don't uh, sort of arise um, uh, themselves the second uh, main reason or you know challenge that uh, millennials face Uh, is more interpersonal so because we are uh, you know a generation that grew up with technology all around us and we have this uh, you know presence of technology whether it be mobile phones smartphones or uh, laptops or we are usually plugged in and we are always online uh, so therefore it, it takes a bit of an effort to um, also interact with people and work uh, collaboratively with people right with people around us uh, and a lot of time, and this is only improving uh, you know increasing by the day because uh, technology is really omnipresent so it becomes difficult uh, uh, you know naturally uh, to be trained in skills of collaboration so there is also a little bit of skilling and um, kind of an outlook or some bit of training that's needed for millennials who are not exposed to collaborating with others so you might have people who work in their own uh, you know boxes so you need to give them the opportunities to uh, get out and collaborate more so i would say primarily these are the two reasons one is the environment the second is the interpersonal aspect of Uh, you know do i know how to collaborate with people yes i think uh, on on uh, that note uh, it is true the information today is so free flowing you have everything on the internet today and most of the millennials feel that uh, you know it's not necessary for me to actually collaborate because i have all the information required you know uh, it could be through internet technology all the platforms that are there within the organization and outside as well now do you agree with this uh, this approach or this this mindset that you know i i i need not collaborate i i it's okay i have all the information required so do you agree with this do you see uh, people becoming or employees becoming more independent in the days to come yeah so i think there are two ways of um, looking at it uh, raksha 
Um, so one is if you uh, if you were to ask me is this collaboration necessary at all right because we are in an age where information is free flowing it's a good question um, so although we are we live in the digital age so to speak um, there is this term that describes us very well which is that we are alone together right so you might feel that you are online and you're alone but then everybody is in that same kind of setup right so um, so the the immediate next question is that uh, am I collaborating or not just because I'm online or I'm getting access to information? But a lot of times you get access to information because, uh, you know, somebody has shared it online. Uh, you know, maybe you have uh, seen it on a feed of a friends and you have uh, seen it on LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever it is. Right. So in a way that is also um, being collaborative. So that's that's number one with that, uh, you know, uh, being online doesn't necessarily mean that you're not collaborating. You're probably doing it in a virtual setup. And you're not aware of it. That's all. You're not doing it in a in a structured manner. You're still getting information through sources, uh, you know, that others are sharing, right? So that's that's one part of it. The second uh, point is that uh, you know, even in a uh, let's say independent kind of a setup where people work, um, you know, take freelancers uh, for instance, you usually see they have a great community of support uh, that they work with. And there is a lot of information that is shared back and forth, uh, you know, between freelancers themselves. So there is always a network that's uh, that's also supporting that particular um, community of users, uh, whether it be clients, whether it be, uh, you know, other independent consultants or whether it be subject matter experts who, who help each other out. Um, and there are always some source of information. So uh, it's a it's a sort of an interconnected web, so to speak, and there is a free flow of information. And at times it might feel that you're not really collaborating with others, but trust me, it's happening all the time. Absolutely right. So I think uh, um, in the virtual world, there is some collaboration happening, um, may not be as evident as it was a few years uh, back. Uh, so that's that's what I'm getting from uh, your response. Yeah, Lovely. Yeah. So, uh, so in terms of um, from the work that you have done, from the research that you have done, um, uh, can you share a couple of examples uh, of collaboration, you know, amongst the millennials in maybe few uh, organizations that you have researched? Um, quite a few. So in the in the book that I wrote, Raksha, there were um, you know chapters organized as per um, uh, typical management principles, and one of it was collaboration. And in this chapter, there were a couple of um, organizations that I had profiled. Uh, one is uh, Quicker, which is essentially an Indian uh, organization. They um, sort of help uh, sell or help people find and sell secondhand products of different types. Um, so that's that was one organization. The other was an incubator called Excubator. It's actually a Bangalore-based, um, uh, you know, co-working slash incubation kind of a setup. And I had um, gone deep into both of these organizations to find out how they enable collaboration. And maybe I can talk about both of them uh, very quickly. So one is Excubator. Uh, maybe if I can start with them, it's interesting because it's a co-working space and an incubator at the same time, which means that you have multiple startups working. Uh, together in the same um, uh, kind of setup, right? So it, there'll be one large room and you have 10 different organizations doing different things. Uh, when I say organizations, it are startups with two or three founders. Uh, it's a great place to sort of, um, you know, inorganically throw ideas between different groups, unrelated groups, not really working with each other. But then when you meet people um, by the water cooler, for instance, there are great conversations that happen. So that's the unstructured part of collaboration that's happening. Uh, the other is uh, because it's an incubator, there are also mentors who sort of oversee each of these uh, startups, right? So therefore, they also um, sort of facilitate discussion between these startups um, and that leads to interesting conversations and insights, which is of great value to different founders who work on this kind of a startup. So that was an interesting example that I thought wherein, you know, organically there were different startups who were working in the same setup 
and learning from each other, right? So that's that's one. The other is Quicker, uh, and Quicker did something which is fairly common in uh, you know technology companies and IT companies, which are uh, hackathons, right? So wherein bunch of engineers come together and overnight they uh, uh, you know work on typical problems and come up with solutions and prototypes at the end of uh, a couple of days of uh, hardcore coding right so they work on uh, problems and they come up with uh, these solutions um, which i thought was interesting because uh, that's an organization sort of facilitating a collaborative environment among their employees uh, through hackathons right so that was uh, that was interesting for me to see as an example of fostering collaboration between millennials um, uh, you know, uh, uh, sort of doing it intentionally and not just leaving it to a chance. So I thought these two examples might be useful for you. Great, great. I think um, um, today the exposure that millennials get, I think they also crave for that exposure, right? Uh, it's it's not just within the organization or not just my domain, but uh, if I can get more uh, opportunities, if I can get more exposure to what's happening outside uh, maybe my domain or my industry as well. So I think that also is something uh, that millennials would, would uh, uh, love. Um, and in terms of entrepreneurship, uh, Subhu, so uh, entrepreneurs today are trying to build great culture for their organizations from the very beginning, right? So there is a lot of emphasis on um, building good culture and, uh, you know, um, every organization wants to stand out and have something unique about their culture. Now, uh, if you want to foster this collaboration culture within your organization, and let's say if, if you're a startup, uh, are there any thoughts that you would like to share with uh, entrepreneurs? Yeah, so um, it's an interesting uh, problem, right? Because what happens is that uh, when entrepreneurs start up, uh, they want to have a lot of control because they are held accountable uh, on their results. Um, while at the same time, uh, which means, you know, if you're held accountable for results, it essentially means that um, you need to deliver results, which means that you might have to run a tight ship because you have investors bleeding down your neck. Uh, so therefore, uh, you know, uh, that's that's an interesting problem to have on its own. Yet at the same time, you have millennials who who crave autonomy, who want to work uh, on exciting projects, who uh, you know uh, who aren't really satisfied. So therefore, they they do want to step out, as you mentioned, right? They want to explore and learn more uh, immediately what's out of their domain. So that's a that's an interesting paradox to have. So therefore, what founders um, you know typically end up doing is too much of one of the other. So which means that you might end up controlling too much, um, and therefore you end up having a command and control kind of a a leadership style which is which is not really what you want because if you do that uh, you don't end up having a collaborative culture right so if you're having a command and control kind of leadership style essentially means that people end to uh, tend to work in silos nobody's really talking to each other and people are essentially just following orders vis-a-vis um, -vis if you leave it to chance and you know just allow people to collaborate um, then it, it might be uh, you know a, a case of inmates trying to run the asylum nobody really knows what's happening but people are frantically trying to collaborate and not really knowing uh, which way they, they need to go so i think that the answer lies in finding that sweet spot which is that how much do you really control and how much do you really allow people to figure out for themselves by sort of organically collaborating with each other um, it's, it's not easy to uh, it's not an easy problem to solve but that's something to think about there are different management uh, sort of new age management techniques that have come up uh, that help uh, organizations make sense of this. Uh, an example is Zappos uh, in the US, for instance. It's, a, it's, a, it's an online shoe company. And what they do is they, they follow this uh, paradigm called holacracy, uh, which is a self-management uh, you know, management style. 
uh, self management kind of a setup so uh, what it means is that um, uh, you know you don't have managers managing uh, you know at, at different levels in the organization you have self managed teams and people are accountable for results but then you need to figure out how to do it on your own uh, and it's it's essentially meant to foster collaboration and break silos so that's the idea but then the point is that holacracy is not for everyone it's it's uh, some people thrive in it some people struggle with it so um, how do you really ensure that you have the right kind of setup so that's the that's the big question right so key factors include things like uh, you know job performance so how do you really measure performance in the organization right and what's the interest in self management um is there a feeling of psychological safety do do people feel that uh, you know they can be fearless and actually come up with the, with the ideas that they want to right so all of these factors are very important uh, for entrepreneurs to consider if they want to uh, take up something like holacracy for instance so i i don't know that's a long winded answer to your question i don't know if that answers <laughs> Sure, sure, definitely. I think um, uh, every organization should reflect, and entrepreneurs especially uh, should look at you know what can work for them, and uh, uh, you know what may not. Now uh, the thing is, one of course is the mindset that you spoke about. You know, how how do I bring in other different ways uh, that I can uh, you know help millennials collaborate? Uh, do you think technology uh, plays an important role in uh, collaboration here for this generation? yeah absolutely um, so um, you know the there are again lots of um, enterprise uh, software collaborative enterprise software tools available out there um, quite a few right so an example that immediately comes to mind is, is slack because we use it at all scale um, it's it's uh, very useful especially in a in a kind of a setup where uh, you know you have um, today if you see organizations are structured in a way that you have a limited number of employees and you have people who are spread out in different geographies so therefore how do you quickly collaborate with people uh, you know wasting the limit of a uh, limited number of time and at the same time being productive and achieving the results so i think um, uh, to take the example of slack for instance i think it's a great tool uh, to have for people to work in you know in this kind of a virtual uh, setup uh, so that's that's one way of doing it but technology in itself is not going to solve the problem right so you need to know how to use it and know how to leverage it Uh, so which which brings us back to the question of culture which means that mm-hmm. are people okay with uh, you know sharing information openly on social media channels are they comfortable uh, you know talking about it in a in a virtual group kind of a setup uh, and pe- are people trained to do that right so therefore uh, can we sort of minimize friction when people do that so that's the cultural aspect of making people aware that this is how we need to work and this technology is 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 the means to the end right so um, those are the cultural aspects to be mindful of sure sure great and on uh, slightly uh, uh, you know different notes subu uh, we have spoken about collaboration and for entrepreneurs and culture and all of that just going a little uh, towards the marketing side so marketing typically typically was um, you know a function of a particular department and even now many organizations have specific departments and teams working uh, on the marketing side but i think with the millennial generation being so tech savvy and so you know uh, on the internet and using all the social media i think uh, one they also would like to use their personal brand and second organizations also want to leverage the social media and the network of the uh, employees the millennial generation uh, what are your thoughts on this uh, do you think there will be a rise in this particular thing where we use millennials for marketing or uh, you you don't see you, you see us going back to like the typical marketing function kind of thing 
Yeah, so if you look at employees as marketers, for instance, I think that's the point that you were trying to make. Um, so can your employees themselves be brand ambassadors for your organization? Uh, and that's really uh, how employer branding is evolving, for instance, wherein you see companies like uh, Adobe, for instance, uh, propagating this, uh, wherein people are trained in the organization to actually use Twitter and therefore build the Adobe brand uh, as, as just one example. Um, and uh, so that's one side of it, right? Wherein uh, people are uh, get being, uh, you know, even if you don't really encourage your employees to utilize their personal brand, people who are aware and people who are confident of doing it will do it anyway. So therefore, uh, you know, do organizations want to leverage on it and actually give opportunities and avenues for people to do it? Um, and it works well because the personal brand sort of feeds onto the employer brand and, and vice versa, right? So that's that's one side of it. Second uh, part of it, I think, was the you know initial part of your question, which is how is really marketing changing? So if you if you think about the kind of messages that are getting uh, you know uh, that are getting out there today, uh, as, again as, as just one example, which is sustainability, right? So environmental sustainability is a big one uh, in the minds of millennials. So you see lots of marketers who are promoting sustainability as a concept. Uh, and also aligning their brands to uh, towards environmental sustainability. And you see all kinds of uh, stuff, right? So you see sustainable food, sustainable clothing, um, sustainable uh, houses. So, you know, uh, because global warming is a big thing. So you see marketers getting aligned to some of these uh, uh, issues that matter to millennials. And you see messages, you see brands getting positioned, uh, therefore, that way. So there's definitely a shift happening. And that's just one example that I gave you in terms of how uh, the millennial mindset is sort of uh, also pushing marketers to think about how to market uh, to millennials differently and therefore how to position their brands accordingly. Great, great. I think um, uh, keeping the millennials in mind, they can be employees, they can be your customers. Uh, so a lot of uh, input, uh, you know, marketers, I think, are drawing today from the from this generation, especially. Now, uh, just the last question for you, Subhu, is uh, in terms of the suggestion the tips that you would like to uh, share with the, the millennial generation if you have to just pick like the top three you know uh, tips for them for the millennials um, what would those be okay so my top three tips would be and there are lots of them in the book so first of all get the book if you have uh, the chance uh, and uh, every chapter has, has a bunch of tips but today since we're talking about collaboration uh, as a theme i think uh, there are three uh, things that i would also urge you to keep in mind which is one is that get out of your comfort zone there is uh, you know, lots out there that you can potentially do and accomplish. So uh, try experimenting. Today we live in an age where opportunities are really boundless. Um, so that's number one. Second is that when you when we talk about performance in the in the area of collaboration, right? In the uh, keeping the topic of collaboration in mind, it's not just about in uh, team collaboration. You also need to have your own individual personality shine. So therefore, how do you, um, you know, as, as an individual, how do you put yourself out there, right? So it's both individual and team performance. Doesn't mean that collaboration doesn't really mean that you hide behind a team and expect your team to show results. You need to also stand up and, uh, you know, show how you are contributing. So that's the second part. Um, the third part is really more interpersonal, which is listening, right? So um, can you actually listen and adapt and therefore add to other people's ideas? So if you're working in a collaborative setup, uh, it's extremely essential uh, skill to have, which is uh, listening and having empathy for your uh, colleagues and co-workers. So can you build that for yourself and build on other people's ideas? So um, get yourself out of your comfort zone, think about individual and team performance, and also listen on uh, listen and build on others' ideas. So these are the three tips I have for millennials. 
Wonderful, Subhu. I think uh, I will also reflect and think about, uh, you know, what uh, I can work on because I'm sure out of the three things, uh, some of us would be good at something, but maybe uh, another thing, maybe listening. So personally, I think I I need to listen a little more in in team setup, in organization setup. So listeners, uh, uh, you may want to pick what uh, you resonate with. I think Subhu has given uh, lovely ideas for entrepreneurs and uh, not just entrepreneurs. If you belong to this um, generation if you belong to the current employee base and you know you you may be part of an organization or the you know gig workforce but uh, you might have to think of um, you know the ways in which you can collaborate with the larger ecosystem so i think uh, it was lovely having you subhu thank you so much for uh, staying with us uh, for this episode sure thank you i think it was a pleasure uh, being here thanks a lot for having me um, raksha i had a lot of fun thank you Wonderful, great. So thank you all. Thank you for uh, you know tuning in, and uh, we hope we bring a lot more episodes on uh, entrepreneurship, on the culture, and uh, help our listeners with uh, some practical tips. Marketing Mantra with Sandeep Malia is a podcast by Ninety Nine Signals, a place to find top notch content on a wide range of online marketing topics. To get started, visit ninety nine signals dot com slash best to check out all the top rated articles on the blog, or simply view the description of each episode to download free online marketing resources to level up your marketing skills. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got a question or topic suggestion for Sandeep? Simply send a voice message via Anchor app or send an email to podcasts at 99signals.com. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Marketing Mantra on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or any major podcast player. Marketing Mantra with Sandeep Malia is a podcast by 99signals, a place to find top-notch content on a wide range of online marketing topics. To get started, visit 99signals.com best to check out all the top-rated articles on the blog or simply view the description of each episode to download free online marketing resources to level up your marketing skills. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got a question or topic suggestion for Sandeep? Simply send a voice message via Anchor app or send an email to podcasts at 99signals.com. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Marketing Mantra on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or any major podcast player.